Hello and welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. Each one of us holds great potential, and tapping into that potential is my passion and my mission. Shock Your Potential is a global leadership training company dedicated to creating positive, productive, and profitable workplaces. We develop, nurture, train, and guide leaders at all levels and at all points in their career. Through this podcast, I get to interview amazing leaders who are shocking their own potential and the potential of those around them. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. And don't forget to check out my two best-selling books, Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions and Get the Most Out of Your Employees, and Sales Mixology, Why the Most Potent Sales and Customer Experiences Follow a Recipe for Success. Join us now as we meet another great guest. And don't forget, subscribe, rate, and like us today. Thank you for joining me again on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I always like saying that. I feel like I'm some like old time, you know, radio host. But part of today is my new author series. I wanted to talk with other, you know, crazy people like me who for some reason, like to write and, uh, you know, can't stop writing, can't stop all the writing that goes on in their heads. And so my guest today is the perfect person with this because not only <laughs> has she written one book, but my goodness, she's got quite a few going here. So joining me is a, also a very good friend of mine, Kathy Fayok. And Kathy, first of all, welcome to uh, my podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Delighted to be here. <laughs> it's so fun. So you are known as the business book strategist. And actually, it's so fun how we, you know, met and connected and, you know, from a fellow uh, National Speakers Association member who recommended you and, you know, when I was thinking about doing a revamp of my first book and you got me, in, you know, introduced to uh, my publishing team at Silvertree. So we have, you know, and so much fun every time we get together when we can get together in person. Yeah. But uh you have written multiple books, uh, nine, in fact, or are we 10 now with uh, the, the speaker author? Are you still at nine? Or? That, that, that was number nine. Beautiful. So, you know, tell us a little bit about, I know lots about you, but tell my listeners and viewers a little bit about you, a little bit about your background and a little bit about your business. Okay. I'd be delighted to. Well, um, first of all, I, I, I think it's important for people to know, I really don't like to write. <laughs> <laughs> the but truth I, comes I, out. I love what writing does for my career though. So, um, so I do it and uh, it's not easy for me. Uh, no teacher ever told me I was a gifted writer. And <laughs> <laughs> so I think that makes me a better book coach because I'm a little more empathetic to the um, the folks who come to me who want to write a book, who know they need to write a book, yet are finding it so difficult to do it. So I, I, I get them because I know it's not easy, but um, it, it's important. So, uh, so we work together on that. Uh, before I was a book coach, I was a human resources consultant, speaker, trainer. I was in the HR world and then um, left that to have my own business. And um, after some years in that business, I was really wanting to reinvent myself. I think there's a point in all of our careers where we just need that fresh start, that doing something new and different. 
And I was ready for that, but had no idea what I was going to do. So actually, uh, I got a call from my uh, chapter president of the National Speakers Association. A chapter president called me and said, Kathy, I heard a rumor that you wrote one of your books in six weeks. Is that right? Oh. And I said, um, well, actually, I wrote at the time four of my five books in less than six weeks. And he goes, <laughs> wow, do you have a process? And I said, hmm, I don't know. Let me think about that just for just a moment. And uh, I said, as, yeah. any, as any good speaker or trainer go, yes, let me get right back to you on that. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> So I did. I thought, yeah, I do have a process. He said, would you be willing to give a program for our chapter about your process? I'm like, I'm totally in. That would be so good. And he said, well, before you say yes, we have a couple of chapter members who are working on their books. Would you be willing to coach them using your process and then give the chapter report? I'm like, oh, yes, that would be so cool. I know it works for me, but right. I don't know if it works for anybody else. So I started working with these two women who were members of my chapter, and they were both friends. And almost immediately, they said to me independently, have you ever thought about being a book coach? Mm. And I thought, oh, no. <laughs> and now? <laughs> no, now. And then I gave my program for the chapter. And once again, I've been a, a chapter member for over 30 years now. And so my friends came up to me and said, have you ever thought about being a book coach? I thought, okay, this is my reinvention. So that was in the spring of 2013. And by January 2014, I launched my new business as a book coach. And what I think is so cool is I thought, well, what do I need to do in order to go in this completely new direction? I need to write a book about my topic. So I need to write a book yes. about how to write a book. And that was what really <laughs> positioned me for this whole new adventure. So it's really uh, the power of a book uh, to help you go in this new direction, uh, to help you uh, develop credibility in a, in a new field, a new area. I'm a big believer. I love it. I've never asked you that story. <laughs> and what a great background, because sometimes things just show up in your life and you're like, wow. I was waiting for that. I just didn't know what it was. Right. Yeah. So I was so, so blessed to have that just come from so many people and so quickly and clearly. And I was excited about the possibility because, uh, like I said, I don't like to write, but wow, books have been so powerful in my career. And mm -hmm. I, I'm a huge believer in the power of a book. Um, not just to get credibility or to get the next speaking engagement, but to, to have a greater impact, to have mm -hmm. um, the message that you want to get out there to uh, the world. Um, it's a wonderful platform. I so agree. And it's, it's interesting to me how many people are like, oh, you wrote a book. I'm like, well, I've written two. I've actually got three more in the works. Yep. And I say, and they're like, I could never do that. And I remember a time when I, I knew I had a book in me and I, I, I knew I wanted to write it mm -hmm. and I wanted to write it about my leadership journeys. And, but for some reason I was telling myself in my head that it had to be, you know, like very professional and it had to be, you know, very this way and that, I don't know what this way and that was, but I had something in my mind. So anytime I wanted to sit down and write it, it never came. I didn't know what to do. And 
when I was at, I went to the Pennsylvania Women's Conference and it was the first time I'd gone to a conference in years where I wasn't running it. I wasn't speaking at it. I was just there. And I started listening to all these women um, share about their books and they were all written like a story. And I thought, what an idiot I am. Like every book I've ever read on leadership, I've loved because it was a story, you know? And so I came home and I wrote my first book in six weeks too. Yeah. Then I took like eight months to, you know, edit it. Cause I, you know, such a crazy person with perfectionism. But I also, with all my books, I, I just start writing and then I come up with my outline and then I kind of come up with my points. And it's funny because at first I was like, oh, you must have an outline, you must do it just like we did in school, write your outline and your bullet points or whatever. Well, that doesn't work for me, <laughs> but I seem to be doing all right. So <laughs> I think my message and your message is, you know, just write. I mean, you know, or find, find something and then start getting it down. And then you can start to perfect your process or find someone to help you with the process. But I think a lot of people stop themselves from starting because they think it has to be one certain way. Yes, they do. And, and in fact, that's why I'm a book coach is that I help people get over those uh, self-limiting beliefs about either their own competence or about what it needs to be or what it needs to look like. And uh, I recall a conversation with one of my uh, uh, coaching clients and she said, uh, she like, it had to be this way. I was like, Denise, it just has to be you. It has to be your voice. It has to be you. It doesn't need to be anybody else saying it any other way. It just needs to be you saying it like you say it. Yes. So, oh, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I love watching, you know, I, I always read your newsletters and, and your, uh, your emails. And I see that you do like, um, you know, writing workshops and retreats and things. And, and that's probably for me, the biggest thing is carving out time to do it. But I, I've always been interested. I don't necessarily um, need uh, some of the things that you have, because I, you know, when I find the time I do it, but every time I see that and I see, you know, you're bringing people together and you're getting them to, to share and have writing time. I'm like, that is so smart. So that for people who especially don't know where to start or don't carve out the time that to be in an environment with other people that are facing the same challenge and you can talk the same yeah. language and you can bounce ideas off people. That must be really dynamic to have authors together in that kind of a, um, a really, uh, you know, intimate kind of relationship. Yeah, it is, you know, writing is such a solitary activity. And I think that many of my clients are extroverts <laughs> mm -hmm. and they love being, you know, talking about their ideas or being with other people and sharing their ideas. So the idea of going into the cave to write is just really, really painful. So this idea of a writing community where we can share best practices and we can share, well, this works for me, it doesn't work for me, but it works for this other person and have that kind of sharing. So that we're talking about things like, uh, I know one of the most talked about topics is um, how do we honor the time commitment that we've made? Let's say we've blocked the time on our calendars. Number one issue is how do we honor that? Because <laughs> You know, a client calls, something else happens. I don't know. We get, a, you know, just a squirrel and all of a sudden. Uh, I'm looking very guilty at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think most people are. I mean, most people, your writing will always be important, but it will almost never be urgent. But yeah. if you engage with a book coach who's holding your feet to the fire and 
you're on, you know, you have a time limit to work with that coach, it creates and imposes a sense of urgency that many people do need. Absolutely. That is so true. I, and, you know, working with a coach for whatever specific reason you work with, I know gives you that. I just actually lost 19 pounds uh, because I had you're somebody. Marvelous, darling. <laughs> thank you. Because I had somebody who every day for 16 weeks, I had to take a picture of the scale. I had to send her the, you know, what I was eating. I had to send her pictures after I did a workout. And not that I couldn't have done any of those things by myself, but when you have someone, especially if you're paying them and they have your best interest in mind for what you came to them for, yeah. you will be more accountable and you will have faster results. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking when you're talking about that, that, so I've actually started scheduling in August again for when I'm going to start writing because I've got so many things we're, we're still launching right now. But when I do it, um, I put on uh, 45 minutes on my phone and then I turn off all the sound and I turn it upside down and I turn off my email and I turn off everything else. And then I write for 45 minutes until that goes off. And then if I want to write again, I'll take a little break and come back and do it. But it is so easy to have the phone even just, you know, off with the ringer to have that, you know, something you see, oh, there's something I must look at it instead of really dedicating that time to the process. Yeah, it is so easy. So it's, it's great to have a community. It's not just a good coach that you're accountable to. It's a whole community of like-minded individuals, which creates even greater accountability. Yeah, I think it's, it's really great. And for anybody who is thinking about writing a book, I do highly recommend, if you're not sure where to go, to, to work with Kathy, because not only do you do that, but I know in your community, you're bringing in other speakers and your you know, other resources, trying to you know, broaden people's horizons. And I know you have nine books, but by the way, I have been enjoying Speaker Author, which I know is your most recent one. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the, the greatest takeaways I think that I'm having so far as I'm reading it is the, is the reminder of how, you know, from in my world, you know, how being an author and a speaker or an expert really do go hand in hand, mm -hmm. but it doesn't happen just by accident. You've got to work at making sure that people also make the connection. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's that intentionality around the linkage. So a lot of the ideas that I have in the speaker author are not, you know, it's not rocket science. <laughs> it's, right. It's not brain surgery, but it's this consistent, deliberate, intentional linkage of here's what I'm, I'm writing about, here's what I'm speaking about, and using those tools actively to promote your business. Well, and it's really funny too, because as I was starting to read it, uh, and it's been out for a few months, several months, but yeah, when I first started- A year now, yeah. Yeah, a year, it has been a year. Because yeah. I remember I ordered the hard copy, because, and I have it back on my, my bookshelf back there. Um, but I remember as I was reading it, I, and I was uh, right at, I took a pause and I was taping a, um, an interview of some sort. Mm -hmm. And I remember going, why do I not have my books sitting in the background? Yeah. Like here, <laughs> I know. And it was one of those where I was like, what kind of an idiot am I? <laughs> yeah, these are my author books, my most recent author books. So yeah, and you have all of this uh, free uh, space here to uh, the marketing, you know. <laughs> exactly. I know. So it was one of my greatest takeaways. I know. Look, there it is. Because <laughs> it was like, why am I, why have I done all this work and, and not putting it in places where people can see or not quoting my own stuff or not, you know, yeah. not 
not using it, uh, you know, in a way that really builds, you know, your opportunity. And so that was one of my, my aha moments, but I know you've read, you've written nine. So, you know, is there one in particular that you want to say, I mean, and maybe even, you know, your one about your process, which was your transition, but one that you, you know, really say, this is, this is the book that when I think back to the reason for writing it, it really, you know, gives me a, a higher sense of satisfaction, purpose, joy, you know, uh, you know, what, what one, not, you don't have to pick your favorite child, but well, your nine really like. <laughs> <laughs> they're all like favorite children, you know, um, but uh, in some ways it's like the most recent is, you know, it's the baby of the family. It's, it's yeah. the dearest and nearest to my heart, but, um, but yeah, but I think that it probably is right now the one that I'm closest to because what I found with my other books on uh, writing was that, yes, they talk about the process, but, they, but this is the one that really talks about how do you make it sticky? How do you get all that work that you've done and how do you get it to pay off for you as an author? And I think that that's um, what I love about um, the speaker author. And then I love having um, had uh, Lois Kramer as my co-author. Yes. So um, it was really, really fun to team up with someone like Lois and to uh, share that experience. Yeah, I, that, I meant to ask you about that because I know you guys partnered on it and what a great, you know, different kind of experience for you to have a co-author and mm -hmm. have somebody, I mean, Lois is great. So it's, you know, you guys must have had a lot of fun during the process. We did. But if so, for somebody who's like, okay, well, maybe I'm not a speaker, but I, you know, this sounds like an intriguing book. What are, what are a few of the biggest takeaways, two, three takeaways from the book that you'd really want people to know that this is what they're going to gain for it, whether they're a speaker or an author or not? Um, maybe it's just about just keeping what you are doing right there front and center. Um, that notion of, um, being a thought leader and putting your ideas out there and, and owning them. Um, I think that we can all do more of that, whether you have a book or not, is um, uh, claiming um, your thought leadership and stepping into your own thought leadership by, by um, quoting yourself. I think you mm -hmm. said that earlier and um, uh, pointing to the resources that you've already created. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important. A lot of times when I end up visiting with people who are in job transitions or they're trying to get promoted or whatever, and, and I always talk to them about, you know, what, what kind of thought leadership are you proving on LinkedIn? And they're like, what do you mean? Like, well, the things that you say, the comments that you make, the posts that you make, tell a story about you. So if you're not doing any of those things, you are leaving a blank chapter. Yes. You know? And you're missing that opportunity to prove yourself in another, um, another venue where people start to associate you with what you write or what you respond to, or, you know, the, the, uh, the feeling of your message. And I think that that's a great point that whether or not you write a book or not, um, it's how you use your, your written word as a way to, to explain yourself and to, you know, to show who you are and what you, what you stand for and what you believe in. Absolutely. So, uh, and, and LinkedIn, I think is a great place to start. Um, it's, it's simple, it's free, you can post uh, whatever you like there. And 
it can really be a great way of starting to write. So I tell a lot of beginning authors or uh, aspiring authors that, uh, yeah, write, write a short piece and post it on LinkedIn. It's a great way to, if you're employed, to let your employment team know about who yes. you are and what you stand for. It's a great way to get your ideas recognized, and it's a great way to start socializing the ideas that you've brought forward. Yeah, and I know um, I've talked to a couple people who have actually or have either written a book or are in the process of writing, and they kind of got through it by writing articles you know, on LinkedIn and how they started to put their thoughts together. And all of a sudden, they're like, wow, people really respond to this. Maybe there's something I could do with this. <laughs> I was going to reach over and pull out a book, but for some reason, I don't have it here. But that's, that's really the premise of um, my next most recent book, which is Blog to Book, which is about how to move go. from writing short pieces to having those pieces be cohesive and work together as a book. I'm a big believer that it doesn't have to be hard. So you can build a book, a blog post at a time as long as you're very yes. intentional about it and strategic about choosing the topics that you're writing about. That's very good. Yeah. Blog to book. I love it. You are, you've got more books in you. I know. So <laughs> with all this writing and all this publishing, you know, what are some things that you've learned? What, what's the greatest lesson you've learned in this process? What's interesting is um, I think that the greatest, barrier to each of our each of us achieving thought leadership is the negative voice inside our heads mm -hmm. and i have found that every single author that i work with is battling um that that negative voice and perhaps you've never had that negative voice come to you recently in your career but all of a sudden when you sit down to write a book or you sit down to write something that's <laughs> going to be published in a very public mm -hmm. way um, even if it's just on LinkedIn, it's like, oh my gosh, people are going to see what I know, what I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, what, one of the things that I love is, um, it's, the it's the story that I love to tell about um, writing my very first book. Mm -hmm. And um, I'd love to share it with you yeah. if I could. It's, Absolutely. Um, it's so much fun because it really speaks to folks wherever you are well i was i had a contract actually to write my first book which was just kind of amazing um so i had the advanced check in hand from a traditional Ooh. publisher i know i was very excited and so i was just i was getting ready to write the book and every day my husband would come home from work and say well did you get started on the book i'm like oh, i'm almost ready i'm clearing <laughs> off the desk finishing up projects you know got my pens uh, all lined up <laughs> uh, my pens are really nicely lined up and um <laughs> and i'm thinking what's going on because i'm a get to it get it done kind of a gal so what's going on i well about the same time i was having this recurring nightmare and the nightmare was i would be standing in front of a group, I would be leading a, a training session or giving a presentation, and I would look down and, oh, I forgot to wear clothes. Oh. <laughs> the naked dream. And the I was naked this, nightmare. Yeah, so I was having this over and over and over again. Well, um, I was on a business trip, and I happened to grab in the seat pocket in front of me, it was a working woman magazine, and it was the dreams of executive women. Number one dream was my naked dream. 
Wow. It went on to say that basically uh, a lot of women, when they're promoted into high-level positions, um, start to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm being exposed. I, mm -hmm. People are going to start to see what I don't know. I'm an and imposter. Well, that's not me. That, yeah, the imposter syndrome. And um, I got to thinking about it and I thought, well, that's not me because I'm not um, employed. Uh, I'm self-employed and I'm, I'm working on this book. And I thought, but what is a book going to do? It's going to yeah. reveal to the world my level of incompetence. That was what struck me. And once I had that realization that that was a terrifying thought, then I could go forward with the book and I could get it written and I didn't have that dream again. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. We'll have to have a whole uh, dialogue at some point on dreams because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I finally, I, I had one that I actually, uh, that uh, was a finally broke college, but I still, <clears throat> I still remember it. Well, I think that's really, so when you, when you published it, then finally, when you sent it off, maybe not before you even got it in the box and you sent it off to that publisher, what was, how did you sleep that night? <laughs> well, you know, it's like once I realized what the, what the basic fear was, which is a basic fear of all humans. We see this in, I've, I've done some reading and research and it's in all cultures. It's not unique to women. It's women and men. It's, uh, it's pervasive that we are terrified that that negative voice is really wanting to keep us safe and protected. Um, Stephen Pressfield calls that voice resistance. Um, there's many different names, but the internal critic. But uh, I think that overcoming that is probably the most important aspect of becoming an author and stepping into um, thought leadership is that is the most terrifying aspect and yet it's the most liberating and the most exciting as well. Right. Oh my gosh. I love it. So, you know, uh, my business premise is called shock your potential, my business name, my premise, it'll be the title of my third book. I think yeah. uh, <laughs> I started another one. I know, <laughs> but how has writing and writing all these books in particular helped you to shock your own potential? Well, every time I sit down to write, you'd think that negative voice would go away once, <laughs> once I had it mastered. But what I have learned is that the negative voice comes back time and time again. So I'm having to shock my potential each and every time. I'm, I'm having to confront that negative voice, that resistance, that, um, that negative voice inside my head and say, go away. I'm ready for this. I can do this. And, um, and that's what I do with my clients is I help them say, look, we got to get over this. We just got to step into it. And it's really terrifying. Uh, I know one of my authors said, I'm ready to, to hit publish. Uh, she was self-publishing her book. And she said, I don't know which I'm more terrified about, that people will read it or that people won't read it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's, I think that's something that is really important for all of us to know that there is a point at which we have to just step in in the face of fear and that um, we do have to shock our potential and that it's never going to be easy. Just because I've written one book doesn't mean the second book is going to be easier or the third book is going to be yeah. easier. I'm going to have to shock my potential every time I step into that space. I like it. I really do. And I think that's, you know, that's the case for us in a lot of ways, all of us is 
as professionals, as humans, that you know, you've got to keep the energy behind it because it doesn't just happen once. You got to keep keep yeah. the momentum. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So with all this, because it sounds like it, you've got another book coming or, or almost done. So is that your next big professional goal or something else? And what's your timeline for achieving these? Well, uh, my big next goal, uh, no, I don't have the next book exactly. I've got some ideas floating around, but I usually I wait till one, one crystallizes and then I go forward with it because I do like being in the trenches with my fellow authors. So mm -hmm. I, I like the idea of writing regularly. So I, I plan to do one probably next year. But right now I'm doing these retreats and I'm just loving the energy of being with other like-minded individuals and seeing what community does for helping us shock our potential. You know, because yeah. there's something powerful. In my last retreat, we were all looking around the room at each other. And one of the authors said, you know, I just look at you. And she was pointing to someone else across the room and she said, you have such potential. You have such greatness in you. Do you, do you not see that? And what, mm. what is, I think, so interesting is that we can see it in others so much easier than we see it in ourselves. But there's something about coming together with like-minded individuals that help us see that we're part, we, we're part of this group. We're not different from this group. We're not the outlier. We are a part of this group and that um, we, we have something to offer and uh, to be confident enough to step into that. And, and that's, that's what I think, you know, that retreat environment offers that community. Absolutely. You know, because it's one thing to have a coach who's going to, you know, keep you motivated, keep you on timeline, help you along. But to be in a room with other people that are facing the same challenges that may also have a little bit of that self-talk, that little self-doubt talk, and to have the, the group help elevate you, probably, I can see how that would be extremely motivating. Oh, yeah. Very, <laughs> very powerful. Because otherwise, they're going to go, Kathy, you're going to love me no matter what, but at least they also love me. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of my faculty members uh, is also a writer uh, with the retreat, and she was Thing. at one point we were talking about you know battling these demons inside our head and stepping out in the face of fear and all this she goes this really isn't book coaching <laughs> she said, it's therapy this is like therapy and I said yeah <laughs> it really is that's uh sometimes the biggest part of being a book coach is is just to um to help people step into their fear and uh, let them know it's okay yeah, I think that, and so many things just are therapy. We just, you know, the, the ability to talk openly and honestly about the challenges that we face, whether it's personal or professional, really makes a difference. But it's, it's getting to be in that, that environment where you know it's safe and that uh, you feel like you can open up. So I think it's fantastic. I love, I love the concept of what you're doing. So we're almost out of time. I've got another, you know, one last big question for you. But before that, we'll have all your contact information in the show notes, and we'll right. list all of your incredible books. Um, but just in case somebody is too eager and they want to look you up right now, what's the best way for them to find you? Kathy at kathyfiox.com. So uh, it's just my name. So send me an email or look at my website, and there's lots of information there. Lots of fun. Uh, free goodies too, um, and opportunities to sign up for more information. Wonderful. Thank you. So 
as we get near the end or that we are at the end, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Yeah. Uh, chances are, if you are thinking, hmm, I think I have a book in me, I'm going to say, yes, you do. And to step into your potential, shock your potential and step into it. And if it means um, working with a book coach, I'd love to have a conversation with you. <laughs> Wonderful. Kathy, thank you so much. I really appreciate you being on as a guest. And of course, I always learn a great deal. And so I'm so glad to be able to call you friend. Thank you again for joining me today. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and like our podcast. And for more information, find us at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com.